0: Of course, there's a lot being said about the NFT market right now. Words are being thrown around such as "bear market, the bubble has popped, this is the NFT winter, and so on. Then there's optimists such as myself that are saying things like, the best days are ahead of us, most of the utilizations and use cases have not even been discovered, and we are extremely early. But honestly, what does all of that mean? Today, we're going to take a look at the cold, hard facts, stats, and data. So just as a fair warning, I'm going to go through a lot of statistics and some numbers and all sorts of interesting things to really just prove where this market is right now. So hopefully you are into that sort of things. I'm going to give a broad overview of the entire NFT market. And of course, I'm going to focus on the major areas where all the activity is happening. So before we get started, I have to give you a public service announcement as far as this episode goes. This is not the most beginner friendly episode. So, if you are absolutely new to NFTs, I want to recommend that you listen to some of the other episodes first, especially episode 7. 47 and 97, where I break down some of the NFT verbiage and words that I'm going to use in this episode. I try to keep things very basic and not really diving into some of the technical words. However, this episode, I'm covering a lot of data and I'm going all over the place. I'm speaking about some topics that really you'd appreciate or understand if you've been in the space already. This is your first episode. I absolutely thank you for being here. Welcome to the space. But definitely this is not the most beginner friendly episode that I will be going with. First and foremost, I have to say that OpenSea has over 90% of the NFT market right now as far as sales value. This is not the individual trades and volumes of transactions and all that, because in that case, then uh, Wax and of course, Solana has a very high volume. But we're talking about specifically the dollar value. Once you convert it out from the ETH, compared to converting out the Sol or the Wax or any other transaction or token, I should say, the volume of ETH is just blowing Everything away. Majority of those transactions are happening on that one platform, OpenSea, although there are other competitors in the space, such as Rarible, Looks Rare, and just so many other marketplaces. Every day it seems like another one or something is trying to compete with OpenSea that's coming out. However, still the most dominant one. But we're talking about a $17 billion evaluation is the last round of funding that OpenSea received. So we're talking about a major company. This is not just a run-of-the-mill startup at this point. We're talking about a unicorn, which is a private company valued over a billion dollars. Well, this is 17 times over. So just giving you perspective as to how much that is. Coinbase's market cap is about $38 billion and a company such as Uber is about $63 billion market cap. So not the most massive company such as Apple and whatever, but in terms of a private company, we're talking about a very big valuation. This is absolutely huge. $17 billion private company has not hit the stock market yet. This is definitely a major force to be reckoned with. And just giving you a little perspective as to how many users are on the platform. Well, current to date, there are about 1.5 million users as far as the accounts that are on OpenSea. Those are the active people usually buying, selling, trading, whatever it might be. And Coinbase, in comparison, just to give you an idea, their waiting list right now is 3 million users. So that is just a very interesting stat just to show you that all of this activity, all of this valuation, all this crazy stuff that has been really happening, of the market value, 1.5 million accounts. That's it. So the waiting list for Coinbase is double that, right? So this is a platform that has not even launched yet, but just giving you an idea where this whole market is, just looking at things into perspective and seeing that these ridiculous numbers, all these sales volumes that we're seeing currently is really primarily done by 1.5 million accounts. And considering how large these numbers are, that is pretty impressive that such a small number of accounts is creating so much volume because the average person is not purchasing Bored Apes or these massive amounts of multi-million dollar Beeble sales or anything of that nature. The average person is purchasing something that might be anywhere from the tens of dollars to up to a few hundred dollars. So it's really impressive to see that this massive volume is done by so few people. And going back to the data, the best month on record for NFT trading is January of 2022, when we're seeing about $5 billion in transactions during that month. And that was blowing away all of the previous months and in many cases, even years. So we're talking about a massive month. And of course, everything has really been down since then. And the worst day as far as how trading has gone was for for this year was on March 6th, where there's only $18 million worth of transactions trades so just giving you perspective as to show you how things really swing shortly after that we had a 60 million dollar day there in March but we're talking about massive months massive swings but the bottom out of where this whole thing has been so far this year was the 18.8 million dollar day call it 19 million dollars which was on March 6th and now I'm going to go over just giving some raw overview of stats comparing the various years and where we are in the space and just giving you some things to really give you some perspective as to what's going on right now in the market. 2019, the total volume for the dollars traded as far as NFTs was about $25 million. And in 2020, it went up to about $82 million. But 2021, this is when things really got crazy. And it was almost $18 billion worth of trading. So we're talking about going from 25 million to 18 billion in 2 years. And the numbers for this year really hasn't been compiled yet what's going on in 2022. Things have really slowed down since that peak, but we're seeing a massive growth as far as dollars between 2019 till 2021 and of course the majority of that happened really since the spring of 2021 leading up until January of this year when things start to slow down and sales volume as far as the number of NFTs that were being traded 2019 1.6 million 2020 1.4 million so the volume actually went down between 2019 to 2020 but again 2021 when things start to go really crazy 27.4 million NFTs NFTs that were being traded. And the number of buyers, we're talking about going from 44,000 in 2019 to 75,000 to about 2.3 million in 2021. So right now in 2022, I'm guessing we're probably in the three to three and a half million or so. And a lot of those people have come in basically hearing the news of all the craziness that's happening and trying to get a piece of that pie. And that's where all this FOMO and quick moving, short-sighted flipping and all this stuff is really coming in. But the number of sellers are also growing exponentially as well. And we're talking about 25,000 in 2019. Then in 2020, it only went up to 31,000. But then, of course, last year, that's when things got crazy. We're talking about 1.2 million people that came into this whole space and they're selling NFTs or accounts or whatever you want to call it. And the total number of active wallets we're talking about going from 55,000 in 2019 to 89,000 in 2020, and then that whopping massive jump going 2021 2.6 million all right so we're talking about huge jumps and as far as people buyers and all this stuff and trying to line up how many wallets there are it's kind of hard because you know one person could have multiple wallets and you know tracking all of this stuff so the number of buyers and sellers and the number of wallets don't really line up however that's expected because people can have multiple ones And speaking of buying and flipping people coming into the space and trying to really get a hold of what's going on in the market, we're talking about 2019, the average length of time that someone held one of these NFTs was 84 days. But then it went up actually to 156 days in 2020. So people were holding it a lot longer. But then in 2021, the number of days that people actually holding this went down to 48. So that time was slashed significantly um, over that year. So all of a sudden now that's when the people are coming in, the sales are happening, floor prices are moving and all sorts of different things. And people are really trying to take care or, or capitalize on that market last year. And that's when the number actually dropped as far as how short people are holding this. And we can see this right now. A lot of times people are flipping these things within minutes of minting it or, you know, very short periods of time. They'll buy it on the market and same time, realist it for 10% higher, whatever it is, just trying to get a little movement, you know, as far as buying on the floor where the things are most liquid and everyone's just trying to get that quick cash. But on the developer side, some things that are very interesting as well is the number of smart contracts is we're going to see that in 2019, it actually went from just under a 1,000 to 2,000 in 2020, and then it just jumps again, massive jump. Everything went crazy in 2021, where there's over 10,000 smart contracts deployed. So again, everything is keeping up, but that is just growing exponentially. That is a 400% increase between 2020 and 2021. And of course, that's before everyone started to really roll out all these different things in this new year, when everything was at its peak in January. Since then, who knows how high that actual number is going to be when it's all compiled, but that's going to grow significantly as well. And there's so many projects coming in, and it's not even keeping pace with the number of people that are actually coming into the system. And during this whole time too, as well, if you notice that mint prices and sales prices and a lot of things, they're actually creeping up significantly. And the average price of things that were being sold in 2019 was about $15 worth of value once you converted it out into fiat, of course. And then... 2020, things started to really go up, and then we're talking about $491 worth of value in these uh, NFTs that are being traded. But then, of course, 2021 blows everything out of the water, and we're talking $800 NFT. That was really the average price of what was being sold. Now, that term average really blows things out of perspective and could get people in a lot of trouble because when you're speaking about the average top end things, such as those bored apes and punks that are selling for literally millions of dollars, is going. to really skew and blow out all the numbers for nfts that are being sold for cents or the low dollar figure ranges average is going to be affected by the whole thing a better number or anything to really gauge the the market of any case and we're talking about whether it be salaries we're talking about incomes we're talking about Uh, home values or anything of that nature is the median price. But unfortunately, I don't have the data how that is compiled as to figuring out what the median price of NFTs is. That is a much more significant number to go by because the median price tells you that is really the middle, the threshold. 50% of everything else is below that and 50% else, uh, everything else is above that. So you get a better idea of the size of a market. But all this is telling me the average is that the top end things are getting very expensive. And most likely the floor things are also, you know, just way down there So as far as that goes, that's the best data that I can possibly give as far as giving you an idea of prices But I know for sure that mint prices have crept up. Even the the Bored Apes and a lot of projects that uh, launched last year, whatever success that they're seeing right now, they did not mint as high as some of these projects that are minting right now and their projects are not selling out. For example, some of those were minting at below 0.1, but right now it is not uncommon to see things minting at 0.2 and above. Some things are even minting at a much crazier price, but just giving you an idea, seeing a 2 mint right now is not crazy, however, last year that was sort of a very high price, and ETH was down, and uh, it, it was completely different world then. But just letting you know, right now, despite all of this uh, craziness and the volumes, and we're calling it winter and what have you, generally speaking, the prices of these mints are up. And then, of course, if anyone's trying to flip them or resell them or whatever it might be, it's going to be up as well. And the projects that are not selling out, people are obviously lowering the price just trying to dump them on the floor and try to move out go to the next thing try to get the next lottery ticket going to the moon however that's still going to be reflective of the price considering that they might have paid 2.2 to mint it while they're going to dump it on the floor at a much lower price however it's probably still higher than a lot of the mints last year and of course, I'm speaking a lot about point, e, point one and point two and all that because, primarily, as much as I love the other blockchains, it's really Ethereum that is dominating everything. And as far as the dollar value, again, going back to that figure, we're not talking about the number of NFTs, but the actual market value of once you convert it out to US dollars, it is over 70% of the market share is transacted on ETH. And the next blockchain that is comparing to that is the Ronin blockchain. And if you're not familiar with that, that is where Axie Infinity, that is their proprietary blockchain that they do their Axie Infinity game. And all of that is taking place over there. And that's 20%. So we're talking about two blockchains, Ethereum and Ronin. And we're saying that is about 90% of the total market. Now, the other 10% is split between Solano, WAX, Cardano, Tezos, and all the other blockchains, all those things that are going on. And that is really why you will see that a lot of ETH maxis, you know, the people that think if it's not on ETH, it is really nothing because only ETH matters. Well, that is one of the reasons why they have such a a position and they like to down talk even my favorite blockchain, WAX, and other ones. And they will say that if it's not on ETH, it's really garbage. It's not valuable. And that's the reason why. It's because the dominance there, as far as the dollar value, is what they're looking at more than anything. And a lot of these flippers and people that are really in this for the sole purpose of just getting a quick dollar and flipping their ETH and stacking that and compounding it and taking their profits over in Bitcoin and whatever it might be, whether we're talking about a degenerative gambler, that's where that whole term degen comes from, or someone is really looking at this and just purely looking at the numbers and the metrics and flipping it, well, they're going to be over on ETH most of the time. Now, going through the whole thing, just an overview of all this and trying to analyze all this data. I know I threw out a lot of numbers at you just blazing through all of this and just throwing some hard facts and numbers at you. And you could replay this. I know I'm talking fast and going through all this pretty quickly. However, even though the market is down and we're using all those words that I said in the beginning, winter and uh, the bubble might have popped and all those crazy things that people are throwing around, projects are definitely getting better. Even though they're not selling out right now in this current market, projects, the quality of it, what they're offering, the utility and the artwork and just so much quality has really come into the space within the last even month or so that I'm really excited and blown away by how refined some of these products are. The marketing material, the roadmaps, the teams. These are legitimate businesses that are coming into the space right now, and they're doing some amazing things. So when we say that 95% of the utility and use cases for NFTs really has not even been discovered yet, That is not an exaggeration. Businesses with unique needs have yet to really understand blockchain technology and how NFTs can benefit them, what they're trying to do with their customers or just their data that they're trying to store all this stuff and track it and have it verified. And there's so many uses that has not been rolled out yet. So when we're talking about this is early. We really are early. And those numbers that I gave earlier with less than 2 million users on OpenSea, and that's really the dominant marketplace, it really shows that this has not really gone anywhere. And just giving you a little comparison, Etsy, which is a niche marketplace, and I have never even purchased anything on Etsy. And it's primarily people that are into some unique things, whether they're handmade or crafts or whatever it might be, but they have 80 million users. So that is a very, very niche market compared to an Amazon or an eBay or any other e-commerce site. However, we're talking about 80 million compared to the 2 million that's on OpenSea. So there is an example of where there is so much growth because the average person doesn't even shop on Etsy. That is such a niche website, but you can see multiples more of users that are in this. So Obviously, NFT market, that is very niche. And even when you talk to people that are into crypto, they might very well hold ETH. They might hold Bitcoin. They hold all these other tokens. But as far as getting into the NFT trading and collecting and getting PFPs and all that, They don't see all of that. They are in this thing and they're looking at blockchains and the technology that as far as what's being traded and these tokens and the utility of them and the tokenomics and staking and DeFi and all of that stuff. And when I say DeFi and tokenomics, DeFi is decentralized finance and they're buying these particular tokens, whatever blockchain it is, and they're tying it up in ways that produces yield that just blows away traditional banking, decentralized finance. And they're trading with other people. They're creating these liquidity pools, which allows them to swap from one coin to the other. And this is never touching a centralized bank or anything of that nature. So that is how primarily the majority of crypto and Web3 is being used at the moment. So when we're talking about very niche market. So very few people are into that stuff. And a few percent, or a small percentage of those people have crossed over into NFTs. However, a lot of people such as myself didn't really get into this whole Web3 thing until uh, really understanding and seeing the value of NFTs and then crossing over. So there is a lot of cross-pollination, what have you. But the majority of people that came into the NFT space early in 2020 and really before this year are people that were native to crypto and then made the crossover into spending it with NFTs. Now we're getting all the influx of new people coming onto the blockchain, understanding what this stuff is. And they might not be into the trading and the flipping and tokenomics and trying to stake things and DeFi and all that crazy stuff. They're just looking at whatever utilities is being offered through these NFTs and they're coming in. And those creators are educating the audience and really understanding what their needs are, where they are on this journey and presenting it in different ways, whether it be payment gateways that are a lot easier, getting into NFTs using fiat payments and all sorts of things. It's going to be very interesting to see where all of this goes before because a lot of platforms are offering credit card payments and even OpenSea has said that they're playing with that idea of being able to sell NFTs using credit cards and debit cards and getting to that whole thing. Now with a whole bunch of uh, chargebacks and refunds and all that, it's gonna be interesting how that actually plays out because it is very hard to do that with ETH or any other crypto for that matter. So it's gonna be interesting to see how that happens because if someone purchases an NFT with a debit card or a credit card and the project doesn't go how they plan or they just don't like the artwork with how they're going to communicate that with their bank to get a refund. It's going to be very interesting to see. I would love to see how that works out. But anyways, needless to say, this space is very early, and I would love to know. You know, obviously, I am a data nerd. I love looking through all of this stuff and quantifying all of this stuff, seeing what the metrics are actually saying, not looking at the emotions of hearing what people are saying with the fear, uncertainty, and doubt, all the excitement, and the optimists such as myself that are looking at all this stuff saying, Yeah, this is definitely the early days. Things are going to go great. And it's just so great to just look at spreadsheets, hard facts, numbers, and everything. So, hopefully, you appreciated this information. And I summarized a lot of data from a couple sources into. The show notes where uh, you might see some interesting things from CNBC, which did a lot of uh, reporting on OpenSea and also Nonfungible, where a lot of this hard data came from, nonfungible.com. So I'll leave those links if you want to go get that full report. But I tried to condense down a lot of sources and a lot of information into this episode. However, I'm always searching for more data, more information. So if there are any interesting tidbits or facts or numbers that you'd like me to take a look at, feel free to tweet it to me at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. And I would really appreciate seeing that because, again, I just love this stuff and it's not going to get old to me. And I, I like homing through all of this stuff and seeing where the data, this true story and not just listening to people and their emotions in Twitter spaces and on podcasts as much as I love all of those things. But it is so much better to see what the story that numbers are telling. But as usual, I want to thank you for taking the time for listening to this episode as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.